0: So glad to be with you on a beautiful Friday into this Labor Day holiday weekend. And the weather is supposed to be spectacular all weekend long through Monday. If you can't catch us noon to two, catch us at the dot com for the podcasts of individual interviews on this show or the whole show. If you press the right button and you can have it download to you and wherever you listen On a regular basis, thegreatvoice.com. I hope you'll join us so we can be together and you'll continue to be a part of the best and brightest audience in all of radio. There's the headline. Can't miss it. This happens to be the Detroit News. UAW files charges against GM and Stellantis. The UAW president, Sean Fain, accusing the automakers of unfair labor practices, uh, citing a lack of a counter bid The man, uh, the person, I should say, since we have no sex here anymore, it's just people. The person, Jordan Grasluski, is on the other end of our line right now, uh, the auto and business reporter of the Detroit News, back with us to talk about the front page story that you're in charge of here. Jordan? Yeah,
1: thanks for having me.
0: It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, And why don't you just fill us in on what led to this story and you getting the the front page above the fold byline?
1: Well, we are entering Labor Day weekend with some, you know, pretty big labor developments here in Detroit um, in terms of the UAW contract negotiations with Ford, GM and Stellantis. Um, UAW President Sean Fain had a bargaining update yesterday evening for members, which is something he's been doing regularly. And during that event, he announced that the UAW had filed um, unfair labor practice charges against GM and Stellantis with the National Labor Relations Board. Um, You know, the federal labor regulator, um, essentially arguing that those two companies have not been bargaining in good faith. Um, The UAW's contention here is that. GM and Stellantis have not come back to the bargaining table with um, economic counter proposals, um, you know, this far into negotiations. Both of the companies responded to that and, you know, objected to the charges and essentially said that they are bargaining in good faith.
0: Yeah, you and I appreciate that in your front page headline story, you do give the opportunity to GM and uh, Stellantis to have their say, and they both. Responded to this, uh, not agreeing with these charges, as you might guess. And there's good reason for that, too, because the charges the union filed with the uh, National Labor Relations Board, uh, according to Merrick Masters, who both you and I have depended on, the professor and labor expert at Wayne State University, he says it's not uncommon for the union to file unfair labor practice charges against the company during a negotiation, For not negotiating in good faith, but at the same time, it does elevate the level of tension between the parties. And, importantly, the declaration of an unfair labor practice strike, if the NLRB were to determine that, would mean the company cannot replace the strikers, which is part of some of the many plans that are out there, to help the plants continue to produce automobiles, continue to buy from suppliers, and continue to employ people and have a company. And this, is a, this could be a big problem if the NLRB goes that way.
1: Yeah, so it'll be, um, you know, it remains to be seen how this process will play out. My understanding is it's a pretty, you know, bureaucratic, lengthy process. The NLRB receives, um, you know, an allegation like this. They then investigate it over the course of, you know, several or many weeks, um, and then they make a determination as to whether there's any merit to the charge, um, you know, and then a couple of things could happen. There could be a settlement between the two sides if, you know, the NLRB decides there is merit to it. Um, or it could go before an administrative law judge. Um, And, you know, even then there would be an opportunity for the companies to appeal it. So it's a pretty um, lengthy process, so we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, My understanding from speaking with experts is if the NLRB were to determine that there was an unfair labor practice, it would prevent the companies from permanently replacing strikers. So, um, you know, hiring people to permanently um, take their
0: jobs. Right. Well, the contract expires at 11.59 p.m. September 14th. You've been following this closer than any of us. Do you believe there'll be some kind of a settlement before September well, 14th? Well, I think
1: I think what we learned yesterday is that Ford and the UAW may be on track to reach a settlement. Um, you know, the two sides indicated that there's still, you know, some significant distance between the two proposals that they've put forward. Ford, for example, is offering a 9% general wage increase over the four-year contract, whereas the UAW is seeking um, 46%. So that's a pretty big divide there. Um, but, you know, we have at this point seen economic proposals from Ford indicating those two sides are, are at the table and are speaking with each other. So we'll, we'll have to see.
0: We wish them all well. Jordan Grazleski, thank you for your help. Have a spectacular Labor Day weekend. Thank you. You too. The auto and business reporter of the Detroit News, Jordan Grasluski. And again, the UAW proposing a 46% wage increase over four years, seeking a 32 hour work week for 40 hours pay, rolling over all current supplemental employees to full time, cost of living adjustments, defined benefits, pension, and retiree health care for all, increases to retiree benefits, the right to strike over plant closures, more paid time off. All told, the demands could increase total labor costs, including wages and benefits, to more than $100 per hour per worker. The Detroit auto workers now, or the automakers, current all-in labor costs are around $65 per hour compared to $55 at foreign automakers and $45 at Tesla. As we continue, in focus on WJR.